What's up, friends? Welcome back to another exciting episode of Inside the Grounds Pod. As always, my name is Mateo, and I am joined by my goodest of friends, Andrew. Andrew, how you doing today? Uh, I feel assaulted. What? <laughs> the Riverside decided to shout Powered by Riverside in my ear twice. Well, I did not even get to hear the music. <laughs> well, that's how much Riverside loves you. I, just, I don't. I don't want to be powered by Riverside. I'm gonna be powered by myself and pizza. Riverside, if you're listening, we love you. Thank you so much for all you do for this podcast. We are very grateful for everything. Just stop shouting at me. This is as whisper as I can get. Not you, Riverside. <laughs> I am taking the fall for Riverside. I will be the scapegoat. All right, that's fine. Mateo hates you. We're gonna we're gonna clip that out. All right, we're gonna move on to our games today. Okay, look, I know we're we're probably gonna be releasing this a little later in the week than what was intended. Uh, you know, life happens again. Not our day job. So until we can quit our day jobs for this, pot stuff always gets put on the back burner. There were some weird hey, games this weekend. There were, and also at least there's no games that uh, no games this Friday. That's true. So. People have a day and a bit to listen to it. That's true. But you guys can all blame me. <laughs> but, you know, as New Tradition states, on Fridays, make sure to check out our socials for any for any betting advice we want to give out to our friends. That is true. I guess I guess we should start with the first game, the first weirdest game of the weekend, the most controversial game of the weekend. Newcastle um, won. Yes. Arsenal nil. Uh some fun facts, if I may. Always. Um, since December 2021, only two teams have won a Premier League fixture at St. St. James Park. Would you like to guess which those which two teams those were? Wait, since 2021? Since December 2021, only two teams have won at St. James's Park. Two away teams. Damn. Uh, I have no idea. So the first one's Arsenal. No. Second one is Liverpool. Hmm. That home field advantage is very real at St. James. I mean, I guess I say dang, like it's something crazy, but like each team plays there once. Yeah, you play there. That's once still a, a lot season. of games. But like, that's the thing, right? Like, that's, that's still half your season. And Newcastle haven't lost a match. So they've got at least one point in every home match since December 2021 besides those two matches against Arsenal and Liverpool. That's impressive. That's wild. That is impressive. Uh, big shout out to the fans for making that atmosphere. Very happy for them. Um, you know, going into this match, we thought we were going to get a really good, solid match. Uh, we weren't sure if it was going to be a shootout or a very grind of a game. Yeah. Uh, Wilson came to this match. Great form. Three goals in the previous two matches. Seven goals on the season. Isak, six goals this season. But zero in the last two. Three goals in the last four matches. So, last two matches leading into this, kind of cold. But overall, you know, this team's got some scorers. They do. Which... I mean, both teams, both teams do. I guess my initial thought when they with these guys are like paired with each other. It was not that they were going to have like a shootout with lots of goals. I mean, we know that Newcastle is one of the better defenses in the league. Um, 
And I don't know, Arsenal seem to only score against or score a lot against like bottom of the table teams. Uh, yeah, that's, so, that's I mean, fair. I don't know. Um, so my, I guess my thought was it's going to be pretty even, evenly matched, even, evenly matched, evenly matched, a little bit evenly matched. Um, <laughs> but I, I guess I was not expecting the game to play out as it did, particularly with like Newcastle players being kind of wild. <laughs> Are you talking about number thirty-nine? Was it? Was it? Was Bruno? that Bruno? It's Bruno Ganache. Ganache. I don't. I don't know. I, I take a good Bruno Ganache G. right now. Bruno um, G. The man should have been kicked out of the match. I think three or four times. What is uh, the you point? Know, considering he like elbowed people, ran into he people, went out of his way to go elbow an Arsenal player in the he head. Did. Literally what he is did. the point of VAR if they there can't is no call point something of VAR. There is no point of VAR. It's literally the most controversial thing in football right now because of literally the fact that it is almost subjective to whoever's behind the monitor. It was it's su- crazy. It was supposed to make the game black and white, right? Like take out some of the gray areas, take out like angles that reference the referees couldn't see and it just made everything way worse bruno should have been kicked out like three or four times i don't Mm -hmm. understand how any of that was allowed to occur uh going into this match i was worried if odegaard wasn't going to play could arsenal hold up to newcastle that was you know we talked about that i think last week actually for how much time Odegaard would actually miss um kai havertz also lucky not to be kicked out of this match and he only yes. got a yellow. I I I don't understand what's happening here. The inconsistency with the referees extreme. Um, and I will say, I think some referees are relying less on VAR to double check their calls, and some are because it sucks. And some are relying more on VAR, and that's a, an inconsistency we did not necessarily see coming from the officials. We were hoping they would still ref as they always have, and that VAR would just be a double check on the back end. Yeah, it is not. It's VAR is making it making it black and white and red all over. <laughs> all right, but I think there was three. I guess besides the fouls, there was one very large moment that had three individual VAR checks on Newcastle's goal. There was was the ball over the line. Was there an offsides? And was there a foul prior to the goal? Uh, here's here's the thing about the whole like ball over the line thing. For me, I mean, I looked it looked over the line, like it, it looked like it was over. But I, for some reason, in my head, whenever I think about like the whole like ball over the line rule, if like any. Let's say any part of the like ball that is like touching the grass is over the line. I feel like that should be out. All right. Well, then you just want to change the whole rule. I mean, if they're going to give an offside because someone's like leaning with just their arm, but like the rest of them is not like that's not offsides to me, but it is. All right, so you just you just want to change the rule. That's not even you saying was the ball out or not. You're like, let me change. No, I the think rule. the ball was out. I think the ball was out, but I just I still think that the ball line rule is odd. I, I firmly believe the ball was in. There actually was 
one there's like one technology out there that was actually able to determine the ball was in it's just not one that the english premier league uses yeah they like sent it out afterwards so what are they going to do call for a replay of the match right so the ball was in (laughs) um the ball being spherical makes it actually very difficult from different angles to tell if the ball is in or not um i think it was actually neville who put the ball on the on the pitch Afterwards, to demonstrate how difficult it can be depending on the angle. And it was there was one angle where he was fooling around with the ball. It was clearly in bounds. And then they just moved the camera different degrees and it looked completely out. Yeah. So that's one thing. Um, the bigger why don't the real have, question. Why don't we have line cameras? Oh, wait. Right. I, that When I learned there wasn't a camera straight down the line, I was flabbergasted. Why would you yeah, not right. have that? You have goal line maybe, technology. Maybe extend you should have the better line. technology. <laughs> right. Extend the line. It's the same thing, right? It's the same line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, yeah, no, it's literally the exact same line. I mean, look, United had the same thing happen as them like two weeks ago. Same, ex- almost the exact same place on the field. The ball was out, and it looked more in with from the same angle that Newcastle's did. And so it's just like, come on. And then I think the most important question was, was there a foul prior to the goal? And I think do you so. believe there was a foul? Yes. Okay. It literally agree. looked like he went through the back of him. I agree. Like there you can see the still frame hands. and he is like shoving him. <laughs> yeah. There's two hands on the back and then those arms extend. Cause here's yeah. for me, if the Arsenal player fell, the Newcastle player's arms will guide us to determine if it was a foul or not. Like, right? Was it a push? Because if you just put your arm on a guy's back, that's not a foul. As soon yes. as they extend, we were always taught growing up, when you extend your arms, that's when the foul happens. So even if the Arsenal player fell, if Newcastle's arms were still at his side, no issues. Yeah. They were. Um, but this took way too long to check everything because they had to check all three aspects. It took forever. Everyone's yelling at every single referee that's on the pitch <laughs> as if they had any control in that moment anymore. Um, the whole I th- thing just needs to be faster. I think they completely missed the fouls. And we'll talk about later yes. with v- VAR again with Chelsea and Tottenham um, because their issue was they got everything right. It just took 30,000 years. It took forever. Right. It's a different issue. Um, unfortunately, this VAR... Incidences, incidents, incidents, incidences, 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 instances. It's taking away from the game. It's taking away from any good football that was happening during the match, any grittiness, any toughness, any great plays, through balls, saves. It's taking away from all of that because the only thing we can now talk about is VAR. I I have heard the EPL. Should we take it away? You know, I st- I, you know me. I want it for goal line technology and quick and easy offsides. Not the offsides that they're doing because they somehow fucked that up. I don't understand how you fucked that up. Because uh, the- they're, they're subjective and they can just draw a line however they want. Right. I have heard they're going to adopt the World Cup style offside line uh, starting next season. UEFA already uses this. It's much better technology. It's semi-automatic. It's It's amazing. I can't. Wait, if that's actually the case. I also heard that potentially the reason the EPL didn't 
vote for it this year. They actually voted against it. Was something to do with Nike? Not quite sure. I know Nike has the game ball, um, but I think Nike didn't like it or something. I don't know. I could just be spreading rumors over here. Or you heard it first Probably here is. on Inside the Grounds. Probably, well, you not heard it here first. You had to hear it somewhere else first. But everyone heard it from me. True. I mean, you're probably just spreading rumors, but, you know, who doesn't like a good rumor? We all like a little tea. A little rumor tea. A little gossip. Uh, Do you have anything else about this match? No. This is supposed to be a great match to talk about. I mean, it it wasn't. It wasn't. It it just it turned out not being as fun as would hoped. It was just kind of more like it was blah with some hot sauce on top of it from Newcastle's player. But like very generic, like Pete's hot sauce. Yes. Yeah. Please say words. I see you thinking. I don't know what. I don't know what Pete's is. What's what's Pete's Isn't hot sauce? Isn't like Pete's like the generic like orange one? Because like a little packet, I don't know. or like Heinz hot sauce, like something that's not I didn't like. I think they made Tabasco. Oh, something. Tabasco something really is generic. generic. That's not good. Yeah, the match itself wasn't great, anyways. <laughs> even without this VAR, VAR was the only reason we even talked about this match. We're yeah, gonna move on. I mean, literally. Fulham nil, Man United won, again. As this pot has famously said, <laughs> a win is a win. It's literally what I have. That's my first thing. <laughs> We're going to get it on a shirt. A win is a win. It wasn't pretty. Doesn't matter. Fulham have not beaten United in 17 games. Good. That's very impressive. Uh, I wish it would be, it'd be impressive if United were doing better than they are. Well, did you know they have three consecutive Premier League away wins? I don't even care. How do you not care? That's three wins. That's nine points. I don't. I don't. I don't care. You were so <laughs> spoiled in the two thousands and in the nineties to two thousands. Yeah. Absolutely, you were so spoiled. Get off that horse. It's no longer the same. Oh, I've been off that horse. <laughs> I literally have been being dragged. By the tied up hands behind the horse for the past 10 years. Didn't we talk about last week that United last season, it's not that they really did that well from a scoring perspective. They just won matches. Yes. They grinded them out. Yes. Well, that's what this was. It was. And I honestly, I wasn't even excited. I've lost, I've lost the United joy I used to have. This must be what Tom felt like when Tottenham were doing shitty. So this is the opposite. This is the opposite. This because is, you had the glory. This is the, if we lose, I'm not even, like, I don't even get sad anymore. I'm just already sad. How do you, how do you feel about Rashford missing time? Do you think this is hurting, helping the team the same? I don't know. I mean, he scored, I think he scored in their Champions League game. This week, which I mean is fine, but he also hasn't been doing anything in the Premier League, and Eric just keeps starting him. Whereas you could start someone like, I don't know, Garnacho on the left. I love Garnacho. who actually wants to attack and wants to go forward and wants to win. 
Rashford, Rashford looks boring. Rashford I love him too. I just wish so... he would stop cutting his eyebrows. So funny. Rashford has been playing atrociously. He does like a waste his... of space. <laughs> no, that's Anthony. Rashford doesn't oh, give his team don't any get me started like, on that creative spark. Um, I have in my notes the three players I really loved in this match: Garnacho. Yeah, and then I love the combo of McTominay and Erickson. Yeah, the midfield like combo is some sort of very you, sticky situation. Well, I wouldn't say it's very sticky because you keep losing players and you have to replace them. <laughs> it's very fluid. I think we've I think we've had like eight different combinations of people in the middle. And Tanag keeps sticking with that same formation and trying to force players into it. Yeah. I mean I I like Amrabat in there because he's he is a true center defensive mid, which we need. But I do I do like McTominay or an Erickson. I like McTominay. I've always liked him. I know he's gone through his ups and downs there, but he has always been like a hardworking player. I'm at the point where I think either McTominay or Erickson should be starting every match. I think McTominay should. I don't think, honestly, well, I, I think, think is uh, getting too old. <laughs> I think at least one or the other should be starting each match. Like, yeah. So you don't necessarily have to start both of them. I like the combo, but at least one of them should be in there for some consistency. They're both yeah. playing really well right now. They Obviously, McTominay went on that like fire streak for a little bit. Are we, as soon as there's another international break, he'll score for Scotland again, then come back and score for United. <laughs> yeah. We're almost there. Um, Anthony needs to get benched. Um, Rashford needs to get benched. Bruno Fernandes, congratulations on your 200th appearance for United and scoring the game winner in the 91st minute. For real, though. That was it. Was an impressive goal. It was. It was a nice goal. I liked. I did see that. I think I saw that. Yeah, I turned it on like just for that, or not not just for, but like when that happened. Fucking NBC wasn't working. I don't know what to say. Uh, did you hear the latest rumor that uh, Sancho got kicked out? Of the team group chat. I did hear that as well. That is the funniest shit. Who cares? I don't I just don't understand. The media just loves to spin and take anything they can and just go. Oh, especially the British media about their footballers. Especially the British media about United. They just love to drag them through. I don't know why. Um, that's because you guys are a shitty organization from the top down. Yeah. I mean, that's and also that's you true. all have been good for so long that everyone was so happy at your demise. Literally the longest. Yeah. Good. And I that's mean, all in the past. Pe- people are still, I guess, even with this win. I mean, we lost this week as well, which is annoying. Oh, also, speaking of that, I'm just we're going to go off to EPL for a second down to that Champions League game. The red card that Rashford got. Oh, yeah. Apparently. Oh, did you see the comparison today to the Liverpool game? Uh, I didn't see the comparison, but I heard about the card. The player, the the Liverpool player, did the exact same thing to the play to the whoever they were playing in the Euro. Oh, they were playing to lose a French team, who actually beat them. He did the exact same thing to the the French player, and nothing. Didn't even get a card for it. Different league, different like, refs. It's 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 still UEFA. 
Premier UEFA League? Champions League, UEFA Europa League. No, I said I was going oh, off of the EPL yeah. for a second. You're right. I had a, a mind fart. Um, yeah, so that was just annoying. But um, people are still calling for like Aaron, Eric's head. Except it's funny because he has the joint record for fastest, or joint record for the yeah the um, fastest manager to fifty wins for United in his like first season and a half. Does he really? Yeah, he has a better win percentage than anyone post Fergie. Do you know why? It's in like the high sixties. He believes in the famous phrase, "A win is a win." <laughs> That is his it's just, life it's just, motto. It's just funny that like people are just demanding him being like firing it. It's like you guys look at literally look at the the statistics. He's been the best manager for the United team since Fergie left. Yeah, he really has been. Uh, also, you guys are still you're at 18. Uh, fourth place has 24 points. Fifth place has 22. Like you can still catch up. It's literally it's literally three wins off of first place. Like people need to fucking get their shit like. I mean, I know I've been grumpy, Gus, and sad about it because, yeah, we've kind of sucked at times, but still, it's only three three and wins off of first place. Weekend. And unless you're Liverpool, you'll be fine. <laughs> Yo, I don't know who's going to show up. You got anything else for this match? Um, oh yeah, the I think did you hear about the play the player swap thing with Anthony? Yeah. Yes, and you Apparently. all should one hundred percent do it. Oh, I have a hundred percent agree, but apparently it's already been shut down. By who? The team has come out and like publicly denied it. Of course they have, because that's what they have to do. Because you guys can't sell them for another month. I mean, I think the the thing I saw was that United are going to have to rely on like loans or like low cost players in in the winter if we want to do anything. I wonder if even with a player swap, if you would still be responsible for Anthony's. Salary. Probably. probably. There's no way that the team would then. play it. There's no way that team would pay the wages. Uh, he's probably on like 300000 a week. How much is he on? I, I don't know. I feel like Tenog came out and like made it so like people didn't get paid as much. I think because that was like a big deal about De Gea. Oh, yeah. I remember that. He was on like a 300000 k a week thing. Uh, Anthony is on two hundred k a week. Okay. So yeah, I want. I think that there. I think I literally think that Tenog came out and said like, "There's a max that we're paying players a week." Can't remember if it was two hundred or one hundred and fifty, but obviously it's not one hundred and fifty. He's your eighth highest paid player per week. Eighth? Who's first? Rashford. Casemiro. Oh. Three hundred and fifty. Jesus. Okay. Well. And then a guy you guys don't even play, Varane. Varane. How you? How you? Rafa Varane. Varane. How do you not know how to say his name? He's been in Because everyone says Varane. Well, that's because they're English. Well, yeah, I'm English now. Varane, 340. <laughs> he is only, he hasn't been playing because he's been injured. That's, oh yeah, that was, I think I didn't even touch on injuries, but we still have a bunch of those. But he is like literally coming off of like a big injury. Dude, Sancho's at 250. Sancho needs to be at zero. Sancho and Mount are both at 250 per week. Mount has literally already done better than Sancho and his short time here than Sancho did in however long we've had him. You know what? Both those players are getting paid more than Bruno. That's fine. That's fine. All right. Sancho's going to leave in the winter and I'm happy for that. We need to be, we need to wipe the friggin' stain off the team. Send him to Turkey. 
I don't know where. It's probably, it's probably Italy. Anyone who's got to take him and his salary. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna, he's going to be a cut rate deal. It's going to be like probably 40 to 50 rather than the 80 that it cost him, which like, I don't care. I would take him for a, hundred, a million. They just get him off. Get him off that roster. I'm done. With, I'm like sick of the drama. <laughs> There's always drama with your team. There always will be. It's United. Spurs one, Chelsea four. Uh, honestly, I don't the know. The scoreline doesn't do the game justice. Not at all. Uh, Spurs were down to nine players. It was <laughs> one to one for most of the match. Um, Spurs actually had a chance to, to win, even being down players. I watched the full match. They had opportunities to take the lead, and then you know they were going to park the bus. Not only were they going to park the bus that they took the lead, they were just going to have every player stand on the goal line <laughs> to block everything. <laughs> just like, don't use your hands. Uh, I mean, there's, the, there's like, not much to please, talk, sorry, right? You go. I mean, there's, there's still more of our controversy depending on how you look at it, although I think most, I think you would, you had said that you were going to talk about it a little bit when we oh, were yeah. talking about the Newcastle game. Um, honestly, I think the only reason Chelsea even won was because Tottenham were down nine people. Yeah, and then Jackson was celebrating as if he was scoring in Champions League, even though it took him up 100 shots. A little bit excessive. Yeah, uh, I do think Romero needs to calm down. Played Every very game. recklessly. Studs going high on tackles. I don't I don't understand with VAR technology. I know we've it's not great. However, <laughs> no, with how they're calling great. cards, knowing that your yellow could always get upgraded to a red on any given tackle, you'd think the players would adjust a bit. Romero watching this match reminded me of Xhaka from last season with Arsenal. Always looking for a fight, always getting cards. Romero just needs to calm down a bit. I love that we have a new, a new granite. <laughs> Makes me but, happy. But he did play. He's recklessly. not gone. He uh, did. I mean, he's he's played recklessly and kind of wild in a lot of games I've seen. Even against, I mean, I, I just remember against United because of other shit that happened in that game. But he he does go a little bit, a little bit wild. Yeah, and like, and I know there's. Whenever I think of defenders playing physically, there's there's two guys I think of because they're opposite in how they do it. I think of Ramos, who was a physical player, oh, but yeah. always got cards. And then I think of Puyol, who was a phenomenal defender. Didn't yep. didn't really get too many cards. And then you have Lom, who never got a card in his life, <laughs> which is crazy. But never, he was a different ever kind getting of a guard. True. He he was when I think of the more physical guys, I think of Puyol and Ramos. Lam was more of a high IQ kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, I think physical defender Ramos is literally the first person that would pop into anyone's head. Yeah, still is. <laughs> still, yeah. Um, I think, but here's the thing: Ramos's skill was way above most players in the world. Yeah. And he could get away with things that he was doing. Romero, you're not there. <laughs> oh, no, not yet. Uh, you may never. Who knows get if there. you'll get there? Yeah, who knows? Uh, the other 
I guess we do have to talk about Madison's injury. Do we have any updates on this? Do we know what's happening? I haven't heard. I just remember looking at um, the list of who was going to be available for this weekend, and they have like six players. Like six of their starters are going to be out, two from red cards, four from injury. I saw that as well. Um, I forget which outlet I saw that. I probably saw on the same one you did. Probably. I mean, if it's if that is if it's true, if I mean, obviously the two are out, red cards, um, Vanda, whatever, and Romero. Um, but if those other four are out against Wolves with injuries, Wolves have a pretty good opportunity to win here. You think this could be the upset? Uh, it, I wasn't at first, but now I kind of am. You know what? I believe in that. I think that's a good call if you're going to call for an Fort, upset. 14th beating number two. That would be an upset. Um, who's home? Wolves. Ooh. It's at the Molyneux. Mm, that, that's going to be an interesting match. I could also see them pulling out a tie because Wolves did just disappoint. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to get to that later. Um, I do want to say for my last thing about this match, and you had brought it back up, VAR, I think for this match, they got all the decisions correct. I hated how long it took because we Mm. ended up in 12 minutes of stoppage time. So they made the correct calls, but it doesn't need to take that long. If studs are going up high, you don't need a 50-minute conversation. No. In fact, I think VAR should have a timer on it. It's as soon as they're like, all right, ready, start. <laughs> yeah, like a, like a chess match. Right. I mean, honestly, we've seen studs go up high in how many games this season, and there have been red cards every time. Exactly. You see the studs like that? Just give the red card. Like, what are you waiting for? Yeah, it's like, oh, look, here's his shin. Look at the studs going above it. Red card. <laughs> Like it's, I don't know. It, it's not, I do know they they were checking like I think three or four different calls, possible calls on like one Ugh. sequence of plays. It yeah, still like took when, way too long. When when is when does that like extend like extended period of like we're checking stop because like stop going back and going back just to try to find something. Yeah, it's not very clear how far back. An event can occur that directly influenced the goal. They're like, oh, they they just got a goal? Oh, wait, hold on. We got to check the last five minutes of the game. Honestly, I give it like one pass. Like one physical passing of the ball. And it's no longer directly influencing play. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, stop going back 30, 45 minutes. Like, it's no. Yeah, they're going back way too far to look at previous plays if it directly led up to the goal. Um, if someone has to travel with the ball 30 yards, no longer directly affecting the goal, the the, the goal, there's so many things. But yeah. um, I know the obviously like former referees are like defending this, like former referee pundits, and they're saying, well, the referees made the correct call. Yes, but every the point of VAR is for clear and obvious mistakes. If it's not clear and obvious, that's when you get your one-minute timer like a chess match. Hit it. Honestly, I think they should get a total amount of time allowed per match, not even per call. <laughs> and when they use that up, they use it up. <laughs> I mean, 
I just, yeah, I just think it needs to be quicker. However they can figure it out, do it. Like, like I said, I think I said this well before we even started recording. You really only ever hear VAR's controversy in the Premier League. And yeah, we're a Premier League podcast, but obviously I follow other leagues. So do you. I don't ever hear about VAR controversy in Germany. No. Or even like it's Spain or Italy. And Italy's the most controversial of a lot of these countries. You don't really ever hear about it. And you know what? You're not going to, friends, you're not going to hear about us talk about this match anymore because we're moving on. Everton won. Brighton <laughs> won. Brighton, they're doing what they do best. They let every team score on them. You know what? It's true. But technically, oh, wait, never mind. Yeah, they got scored on. However, I think Everton are doing better as the season's going on. They are. Um, Everton, Sean Dyche has got this club uh, very well prepared for each match that they go into. Uh, I think having a healthy squad for once, knock on wood, is obviously <laughs> helping us because we aren't playing in any other competitions besides the domestic ones, which is great. And so we just get to prepare for that. But having a healthy uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, having everyone. That's the big one. Yeah, that's our biggest one. We were missing him for lots of last season. I'm very happy with what Sean Dyche is doing with this team. Obviously, Everton has this overlooming financial fair play charge against hey, them. If we don't talk about it, it'll go away. Is that how that works? Remember, we're taking notes out of Man City's book. Yeah, but I can't take a note out of their checkbook. You could take that. You could if you just forget about it and then pay a hundred thousand dollar fine. True. Uh, I will say, watching this match, Everton defended Brighton very, very well. You could see the pockets of space Brighton was trying to take advantage of. Everton wasn't letting them happen. Do we think this is a little? Do we think it's like a setback for Brighton? Do we think this is the downfall of Brighton starting to come through? What do we think is happening with this squad? I mean, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I mean, they're on the same wins as we are same amount of points. I don't necessarily think this is like a, a downfall of Everton or downfall of Everton. I don't think it's a downfall of Brighton. I think no, that no, Everton Everton's been on that starting downfall. to play well. No, they have not. They've been on the upward trend. I mean, they were Everton were unlucky to not win here. Oh, that own goal was so unfortunate. And it was the most Everton thing to happen. Just like <laughs> a while back when the ball went off the post, hit the back of Pickford's head and went in. That was funny. But this, also, yeah, this was sad. just as sad. <laughs> the best deflection Brighton could have ever asked for. It was a ridiculous yeah. goal. Um, it was very unfortunate for Everton. It saved Brighton's day. It did. Without that, Brighton wouldn't have. They wouldn't. I don't think they would have won this at all. No, definitely not. Uh, the last five matches, Brighton has only scored more than one goal once. And that was against Liverpool. I think, and this, the initial sentence is going to sound dumb, and then you're going to have to let me explain. Their secret to winning is scoring, but not just because of like the physically putting points on the scoreboard. When they score, the opposition feels pressured, and then the opposition will press more, which opens up more space for Brighton's style of play in favor of Brighton's style. And we know Brighton can get up the pitch very quickly and work it out of the back. And I think with 
Brighton not being able to score as much, other teams don't feel that pressure on themselves. And this is hurting Brighton each match. I mean, teams are... Sometimes it takes teams a while, but they will figure out how to defend against you. Yeah. I mean... It's not, it's, it's not a hard concept, but some teams can do it better than others. Yeah, and with Brighton, they were the shining stars of last season. Yeah. The surprise well, of last season. Well, them and Newcastle. I would say that Brighton was the, the surprise of last season because Brighton doesn't have the money and the backing I that think, Newcastle did. I think Brighton was a surprise because they got a new coach like five games in and then all of a sudden they just excelled. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, Which, have, to keep an, we'll have to keep an eye out on Brighton. Mm-hmm. And this could spell trouble for them. I mean, they're still high up on the table, right? Like they're, they're still seventh at... Technically tied with United for seventh. <laughs> yeah, except that we can't score for shit. No, you cannot. You literally have half the number of goals they do. We. You want to know who has the same goal differential? As you, you and I. Do we really? We have the same goal differential, and you're in 16th and we're in 8th. <laughs> because a win is a win. And we can't fucking score for shit. <laughs> <laughs> but a win is a win. It is, and ours seem to only ever be by one goal. Let's score a few. How about that? You know who else won? Wait, we fucking can't. You know who else won? Brentford. A lot of other teams. Three. West Ham, two. <laughs> Brentford are in a three-match win streak. I believe that's called on fire. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct. They have scored eight goals in that stretch. The only team... Who has scored more goals in the last three matches? Would you like to guess who it is? Man City. Yes. While Brentford have scored, they scored eight six goals. goals last game. Yeah, City scored eight. <laughs> City scored six goals against Bournemouth, and if it wasn't for that, <laughs> Brentford would have the most points in the last or most number of goals in the last three matches. Look, this is impressive. They're doing this with without Ivan Tony. I know we were concerned about that issue. Every sign is pointing to Ivan Tony leaving in the wintertime. But here's the thing. I don't think that really affects this team that much. Why? Because they're already doing it without him. It's not like they needed him to score and then he's going to leave. He's already not there on the pitch. So they will do the exact same. If anything, they but get some more players. Did, I mean, did you hear how much they want for him? How much? $100 million. I've heard Arsenal will do just about anything to get him. That was just so weird. I think I heard he's not worth a hundred million. I know he's good, no. but he's not that good. No one's worth a hundred million. I think that we've proven that a hundred million times. Literally every hundred million dollar player is not doing anything. Yeah, except for Kane, but he was like just shy. Just shy. How much was Declan Rice? Hundred million. Hundred twenty. He was worth it. Hundred ten, something like that. He was worth it. He's, I mean, he's been doing good. Uh, I also heard Can that Arsenal... Him? Not worth it. Uh, no. I heard Arsenal was willing to sell like four different players to try to get the money needed for Tony. Why? Why? I don't know. Maybe they're just going to sell some guys who don't really play. They've lost I, one game. They don't need... And they have 23 goals for it. Who, but who, imagine who, how many they could have with him. 
maybe they don't maybe he doesn't do anything with them maybe he does shit on the team maybe he doesn't go well with the team maybe they're tired of jesus being injured <laughs> and they would like the options he's such a little baby brentford i have a fun said, fact for this game what's your fun Whatever. fact um it's actually for west ham even though they lost okay um so jared bowen West Ham player is the first player in Premier League history, which it's crazy that we're saying Premier League history in 2023. First player in Premier League history to score in their first six away matches. I saw that. Did you know? What? Bowen has seven goals this year. Did you know West Ham has a player with seven goals? I mean, they've been doing good. They've been doing ish. They're in better than a place, but they've been doing fine. They have individual moments, and Bowen has seven of them. He does. I think. Um, I also have a fun fact about West Ham. Oh, okay. West Ham have given up seven goals in the first twenty minutes of second halves. Oh, that's that's not a very fun fun fact. It is for other teams that are playing West Ham. Okay, fair enough. In ten matches, they're giving up seven goals in the it first. Means they can just get they just get scored on. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, we might have to keep that in mind for the uh, the betting tips. Oh yeah, Jared Bowen is literally like four goals behind Holland. Yeah. Also, for everyone saying how much Holland is struggling, he still has eleven goals in eleven games. He only has eleven goals. Oh no! What a travesty. overrated. Overrated. <laughs> Brentford, not someone any team really wants to play. West Ham also isn't, but they are. They're West Ham's a weird team because they love the park the bus counterattack style. Uh, they're kind of good yeah. at it, but once they get exposed or like once a goal is scored on them first, it, it's kind of over for them because of that play style. It's it's the risk you take, but it's the best they can do with who they have. Yeah, that's true. Man City. Oh, I like. I don't have notes for this game. I just. I don't really have any notes for this game because it was just kind of. Eh. Man City six, Bournemouth one. Did you know City have never lost to Bournemouth in the EPL? Let me go, fact check you. It's a fact. City have never lost. And I'm gonna check it to Bournemouth in the EPL. And the player I want to talk about is Count Doku. <laughs> You say Count Dooku? I say Count Dooku. All right, so we're talking about Star Wars now. Well, it's it's the player's name, Dooku. You know. And I'm what, the guy him... who got four assists in one game? Yeah, I'm going to call him Count Dooku, and I think it's a great nickname. Do you have a better one? <laughs> this may be the first nickname we gave someone on the pod. Count Dooku. All right, well, everyone, friends, Andrew loves a nickname. This man, Dooku. Four assists, one goal. He is, I think, 21 years old. If City, I swear to God, if City have found a star in this guy at who's 21. That's what Pep was saying. It's not fair. They aren't supposed to he, do this. Could have just had a good game. Who knows? You don't have four assists. I'm just here to play devil's advocate. You could have just a really good game. That was a great game. 
That wasn't a good was game. A great game. That was a great against game. Against Bournemouth. Against Bournemouth. Still four assists. And this is something that can mature and blossom. Think of like Phil Foden. With a gradual... Still trying to blossom. He's pretty good. He's. I mean, he's good, but why doesn't he play more? I don't know. Ask Pep. Maybe you should go to Bayern. I would love it. Did yeah, you get your Kane jersey yet? No, it's for Christmas. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know when you were gonna get yeah, it. I'm getting it for Christmas. I'm gonna get the black. One. Which the black good? Yeah, the black one's sick. Black one is cool. Um, did you fact check me? Uh, I did, and you are correct. I'm always. I my fun facts are always. You are not always correct. Fun and facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thirteen. They've played each other thirteen times, and Man City's won thirteen of them. Do you have any uh, fun facts about this match? Uh, why did I put that there? Um, I thought I did, but then I realized that was for the wrong game. Um, I believe there was some potential talk of a Holland injury. Ooh, I saw an ankle injury. However, incorrect. Because he literally played in the Champions League game this week and scored twice. Scored a freaking banger, too. He was also already oh. back at, at training, so he's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Pep wouldn't. I remember, I think I heard like the interview, and Pep was just like, I, I, I'm i pretty sure he's good. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Pep's word for it. He knows. Moving on to... No, that was it. No fun facts. No fun facts. Nothing else to say. Man City doing Man City things. Sheffield, two. Wolves, one. Have a fun fact. Ooh, what's your fun fact? Um, so obviously, as we know, Sheffield finally got their first win. Right, surprisingly. After, and I remember we were talking about, are they going to be like the joint lowest points or, or the lowest points in Premier League history? They actually, this season, had the worst start in Premier League history. In their first 10 matches. In the first 10 matches. Yeah, I saw the that. worst start. I also had that fun fact. Look at us <laughs> having fun facts together. They did have the worst 10 games. I start taking screenshots. Did you know that of all newly promoted teams of all time, this trio has the worst points ever <laughs> through 11 matches? 14. They have 14. It's pretty sad. The next one, I think, is like 24. Yeesh. It's somewhere like 20s. I mean, I still don't yeah, think it's 24. That... And that was the 2014 2015. Oh, dang. Which was the Leicester year. 14 15 was not the Leicester year. That was the year Leicester came up. Oh, came up. And that was also Burnley. Was in that trio. They were. Burnley seems to go in and out of the Premier League a lot. Yeah, and QPR was also there. Queens Park, man. R.I.P. So funny! It's so funny to look at like the table for some of these like leagues because like Swansea not there, Stoke not there, West Brom not there, Leicester not there, Sunderland whole Queens Park. Like it's it's like so crazy how much it shifted. We've had I feel like we've been very consistent the last like four to five years. Like most of the teams that get relegated and promoted seem to kind of come back up. Yeah. Like every other year. Did so. you see uh, apparently start? So, as we know, famously, when a team gets relegated from Premier League 
down to champions. They usually have to sell off a bunch of players because they no longer have the same luxury and money for, for paying players. Mm-hmm. Apparently, starting next year, the teams relegated for that like first season are going to have different limits for how much they can spend, and it's going to be higher than the rest of the championship, which is bullshit. I, I, I see why and where they're coming from but no yeah because what happens every year is stupid the relegation teams just have a fire sale it's that's not dumb as fuck you're literally giving them an advantage as soon as they come in no yeah they're gonna pop right back up to the premier league it's not like pay more it's not like teams that just get promoted to the premier league all of a sudden have this like unlimited cash pool like buy players for yeah no that's dumb I, I think it's dumb. I hate it. I, I just feel thought, like that's not gonna. Ha- I feel like that's not gonna go through. I, I just want to bring it up to the uh, to the friends. All right, noted. Can I move on? Um, yeah, yeah, we can move on. I guess. Yeah, why not? Uh, I mean, would you like to talk about how disappointed you are in wolves? I mean, I am disappointed in wolves, but I guess it just shows that if. Kind of any team can be anyone at any point because Wolves beat Man City, and then Wolves get beat by Sheffield, which means Sheffield greater than Man City. Have to be Sheffield yeah. are going to win the Premier League this year. The math is mathing. Um, even with that win, Sheffield is still at the bottom of the table. Yep, I don't. Again, I don't think that they're going to move off the bottom. They might just shuffle between twenty and eighteen. I don't even know if they're going to make it to 18. I mean, it's two points. All they need to win is one game. Yeah, good luck with that. You you guys better win this weekend. We'll see what happens. Nottingham Forest, two. Aston Villa, nil. This was also a big surprise of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Aston Definitely Villa. An unexpected one. Aston Villa were playing out of their minds. They were scoring... At least they were having still at least, are still are, but they're scoring at least two goals a match. Like it was ridiculous what Unai Emery had this team doing, and then the, I guess the trees just like planted themselves in the way. Uh, they did make a goalie change. Yeah, Dion. Did you notice that? I did not notice that. Nottingham Forest benched Matt Turner. Interesting. Yeah, they didn't play. They benched him. He hasn't been doing well. He's been making mistakes. They had to do some kind of a change. It's unfortunate. Um, especially sucks for us because he is supposed <laughs> to be one of the USA goalies. So we'll kind of see if he remains benched, how that will affect his status for the national team. We already know the national team is a joke with their head coach. My favorite thing see, about. My favorite thing about the fact that they rehired Greg Berhalter is that when they laid out their requirements and metrics for what they want in a coach, they decided to use everything that Berhalter believed in and the tactics Berhalter wanted to use to make those (laughs) when making the requirements. So therefore, Berhalter was naturally the correct choice. Yeah. I don't necessarily think, though, that 
cha- like changing Matt Turner in the, in the lineup was the thing that won them this game. Because Aston Villa only had three shots on goal anyways. So yeah. they weren't really like doing their usual consistent in front of goal aspect. Um, also, Martinez basically gifted them the win in the end. <laughs> he really did. Um, he won best goalie of the year award in one hour, and then the next hour was giving up the goals. Then literally won best own goal of the year. <laughs> it happens. It happens to the best of us. Literally. I mean, it does happen to the best of us. But I don't really have much else for this. I think Villa is going to recover very nicely after this match. Nottingham Forest is still yeah, going to be, what, middle to bottom of the table? rest of the season yeah and they're not gonna actually be at the bottom they already have 13 points so they're probably clear of relegation at this point yeah i mean yeah most likely i mean aston villa's already recovered they had their europa whatever league game this season or this week and they already i think they won it 2-1 and they're playing full this weekend which they should be able to win but you never know they should in this sport unless we have some var controversy true or you know three red cards no, Aston Villa doesn't get red cards. Oh, one thing we didn't talk about. Caleb, we didn't talk about this. Did you hear about Arteta's comments following the match about VAR? How it's uh, disgraceful and shit? Yeah. He was going off about how VAR is like disgraceful and how he's like embarrassed to even be in this country after 20 years and yada, yada, yada. And then someone played it side by side with a clip of a previous match oh, in which VAR yeah. favored his team. And he was like, we need to be patient with VAR. They're doing yeah, their best. <laughs> I did see that. It's hilarious. Yeah, everyone's full of shit. Every manager loves VAR when it works for them, and he hates VAR when it works against him. Uh, Ange is the only good person in the Premier League as a manager who said, we need to start respecting referees again. When I grew up, we were afraid of referees. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Technology. Yeah. Luton won. Liverpool. Oh, man. Also won? Man, they were so close. <laughs> this would have been the greatest thing of all time had they Liverpool were so lost to close. Luton to the YMCA FC club. I literally brought this up as a potential like um, upset, but I was like, nah, there's way too much between these teams for Luton to even have a chance. They should, oh. they should have had a chance. I don't know what happened. How did first off Nunez? Apparently, I happened. Yeah, you did, friends. If you don't know <laughs> this, okay, Andrew over here will watch a match, and he will jinx whatever outcome he says next. It is incredible. He has done it like five different times this season. More than five. I think it we did have it five in one day. We have told him to stop texting us during <laughs> matches because of this. It is ridiculous. This man has a superpower or he's a super villain. I don't know yet. Yeah, like I will have. I will jinx teams that I don't even mean to, but I want as soon as I ask someone to do it for me. <laughs> it's called karma, bitch. Nunez. I thought it was called being a good friend. <laughs> Let's talk about Nunez real quick. This man has to be the biggest fucking headache as a Liverpool fan. And Weren't we just talking about how he was doing better last week? <laughs> but you've seen, you've seen this man. 
If it's an easy shot, it will not go in. If he can make it a 10 out of 10 difficulty, he will put the ball in the back of the net. Wasn't he inside the six when he missed that? He was inside like the two. (laughs) (laughs) He was in the goal, basically. Yeah. (laughs) He literally just had to let... All he had to do was let the ball bounce off his body. (laughs) Just bounce. He literally could just hit it with his groin. The fuck was that noise? (laughs) I don't know. No one this heard is it. It's a family friendly podcast. <laughs> I don't know. They. Oh, I'm just so sad. I I shouldn't have said anything. I can't believe. But also, did. how much time are they going to give them to catch up in the like in the end? As much as they need, because they. Heard I feel you. like this has happened. This has happened a lot before. Like I think we made comments about how you. there's. <laughs> and they're yeah. like, no. And the YMCA team heard sh- you talk shit, so you guys lost to them. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> we didn't get 20 extra minutes of stoppage time to try to tie it back up. Oh, my God. I feel like this has happened with Liverpool before as well. I think we brought this up. It happens with all the big clubs. Uh, look, I am happy for Liverpool. That's not. They got a tie. I know they're going to feel like it was a loss, but if before oh, the match... right there. If before the match you had told a Luton fan you're going to tie Liverpool, they would be ecstatic. They would have told you that you're out of your mind. Yeah. And then they would have been ecstatic. They almost oh, they almost had it. Right. Literally, I, what was it, like the 98th minute? It was something ridiculous. I'm looking. I'm looking real quick. You're looking. It's 98th 95th minute. And it, Luis, Luis Diaz scored. Good for oh. him. Also, I heard Luis Diaz's father was also released now. So Correct. we're very happy for that. Family is, I believe, all back together. Wasn't it only his mom and dad? I believe it was his mom and dad, yes. Also, I can't remember if it was this match or the match prior. He exposed his shirt with a message on it. and gen- I was... think it was the last match. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the rule, it's a, it's a hard rule. If you have a shirt with a message on it underneath your jersey and you expose the your jersey to show the message, you're supposed to be fined for it. And the league decided because of the circumstances they they would not. Okay with that. So cool with that. That's twelve that's days. Common sense his, in. Yeah, twelve days of being kidnapped. That's yeah. So also really quick, Liverpool had 24, 24 shots against Luton. Yeah, and only one went in. <laughs> twenty four. That's wild. Moving on to the last match, we're going to quickly review. Burnley nil, Crystal Palace two. My fun fact is that Burnley is the first team in Premier League history to lose their first six games at home. Bitch. Do you have anything else about this match? Burnley that is was my trash. Fun fact. They are. They are trash. Oh, I think I saw this funny. It was a tweet that was like kind of piggybacked off of that stat, and it was like, it's funny how no one's talking about company being a a student under Pep anymore. <laughs> Uh, I I don't know how much longer company's going to last as manager. I wouldn't be surprised if at the at the other side of the the winter break he was gone. I mean, I think we t- we touched on that last week, or at least I did. It's it's like it's that really kind of like hard situation because he did so well in the championship, so well. But then they also lost players from then till now. I mean, they didn't lose that many, but 
they did they did very very well in the championship. They're in basically, excuse me, joint last place. Yeah, four four points. Um, and it's so it's like get rid of him. Who wants to come and coach this team to potentially just get relegated? Murray, I wouldn't want to. <laughs> well, hold on. I don't know how, who would, but is, like, what? How good is he doing in Italy with Roma? You'd have to double check. They're in seventh. With Burnley, you are. I completely agree with you. Like, who would want to take over this team? And with the possibility of just getting fired at the end of the season when they get relegated, anyways. Um, but if you're Burnley, like, do you take a chance to be like, well, maybe we can get a spark with a different coach, right? Because right now they're almost guaranteed relegation. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I like, I don't. Uh, if you look at the bottom teams. Burnley, Sheffield, Bournemouth, Luton. I would. I'm just gonna go all four of them. I wouldn't if I if one of those coaches got fired. I wouldn't want to come and coach them. I don't care if it's the Premier League. You're playing with teams that really didn't bring in anyone at the beginning of the season. No one that's gonna make a dent in the team, really. Well, didn't Bournemouth just fire last season's manager? I think so. Yeah, because he he's the manager for Wolves now. Yeah. Yeah. So that that worked out real well for them. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. All right. Any other fun facts you want to tell the friends before you head out? No, because you stole mine. Well, you're welcome. You stole one of mine. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well. As always, friends, please follow us on all social media. Thank you again for listening to this pod and Andrew and I just talking random shit about the sport. It's one of our favorite things to do every single week. Um, We will try to get those uh, betting tips out on Friday as we have done. Hopefully we'll do better this week than we did last week. And yeah, bye, friends. Bye-bye.